the first ever event that I had set up for Be Positive. So I came in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, not really knowing what I was doing, and they just gave me full freedom. They said, whatever event you can think up to try to raise some money and get awareness out, you go for it. Alabama's Colorado's College Business is Bambi's Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from those people who both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens, and on the show today, Brandon Mazzavaro. Brandon is a graduate of Alabama, both undergrad and grad school, and he visited us as a hot dogger for Oscar Meyer. He joins us to share his amazing story and how he's spent his year as a hot dogger and what he plans to do in the future. How are you doing today, Brandon? Doing great. We've been rolling around campus in the Wienermobile, just getting love from everybody, so it's good to be back. I'm pretty sure everyone who sees you drive around that sick car, or I guess Wienermobile, is very jealous of you, to say the least. Uh, let's get started with where are you from originally? So I'm from the Chicago suburbs. Um, I came out of Crystal Lake, Illinois, um, and so I grew up there all through high school. Okay. Now, this might be a very weird question, and it makes you think back quite a few years. Uh, why did you come to Alabama? I mean, a lot of people obviously come from Illinois, from the Chicago area. What really stuck out to you when you decided to come down here? Yeah, so coming from Chicago, I knew that I wanted to go somewhere far from home. I wanted to go somewhere where I didn't know anyone to kind of challenge myself socially. And so um, I was looking at schools out in Florida and California, about as far as you can get from Illinois. Wanted some warm weather and decent football, of course, too. Um but my brother was going to the University of Alabama at the time. Um, and when I was going through high school, my thought process was, I don't want to like follow my brother. I want to go forge my own path. Um, and I also just had this preconceived notion of football or of Alabama that they're only good at football. Um, but as I was going through my college search process, um, I came down to visit my brother at Alabama and I just fell in love with the school. I fell in love with the campus and going to all the different information sessions. Um, I learned how smart the student base really is here. And especially with that out of state scholarship program they have, they make it very hard to say no to the scholarship offers that they present. Yeah, I can definitely attest that myself. It still is today when you're looking at the numbers, just Alabama really does it right from the recruiting. So coming to Alabama, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do major-wise or what kind of path you wanted for your career? Yeah, so I knew I wanted to do marketing. Um, I had done an entrepreneurship simulation towards the end of high school, and I loved that marketing brought the good balance between creativity and analysis. I don't consider myself a math guy at all, but um, I do love digging into kind of consumer behavior. What color is going to make someone pick this package versus another one. And so that's where I like the analysis side. And then I just think I'm a goofy, creative guy. I like to break the rules and um, try to do something different than everyone else. And I can attest to that. It is shown in your outfit today. You're wearing all red Oscar Mayer hot dog vibe. I mean, you're definitely living that when you're going here. So you come to Alabama, you're a freshman. There's a lot of opportunities on this campus. There's clubs, there's the Greek life aspect, there's intramural sports. What did you get yourself involved in while on campus? Yeah, so the first thing I got involved in was the Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity. Uh, my brother was actually in that fraternity. So, you know, I said I didn't want to follow in his footsteps, but I ended up going to the same school, picking the same fraternity, and I was much better for it. Um, so once I got involved with the fraternity and kind of got my ground um, as far as getting my classes done and everything, shortly after that, I joined the Be Positive Foundation my sophomore year. Um, so that's a foundation that assists children who have cancer. Um, they 
put money towards research for cancer, trying to find a cure, as well as helping kids get surgeries. Um, but what I really like about BPOS and what's this, what sets it apart for me is that they will give families money for discretionary things like, okay, we just can't pay the rent this month. Like their medical bills are so expensive. Uh, the cancer doesn't know that you have to pay rent. And so um, I really got involved in that. And then um, I was also involved in the Management Consulting Academy for a little bit. So I was definitely on this very like serious business track for a while, and I never thought I'd end up driving a hot dog, but I don't think anyone does. So let's talk about your journey to becoming a hot dogger overall. So you participated in the Accelerated Master's Program, correct? Yes. So that's a, a project, sort of an idea that Alabama came up with to try to accelerate the grad school while combining sort of undergrad and grad school, and you did it in marketing, correct? Correct. Now, when you go into Master's of Marketing, you sort of have to pick like an avenue you want to go into. What did you choose the avenue to be for yourself? Yeah, so at the time, I really was liking the field of sports marketing. There wasn't any like specialization that I picked, but I took a lot of classes in marketing analytics because I saw analytics as a doorway to get me into that sports world. I really loved like the whole money ball revolution and how analytics have completely changed the game. And I said, if they're changing the game in sports this much, I can just imagine that it's going to be like that in business for the next 10, 15 years as well. So I got the skill set in analytics, and I actually had an internship with the University of Alabama athletic department doing some data analytics for them. Um, but eventually, I decided that I really wanted to get back more towards my creative side. So after getting those um, experiences in analytics for my first few internships and a lot of classes, I eventually, my senior year, took more creative advertising classes, product design and innovation, and started applying for jobs that had a bit more of a fun creative side to them. And let's touch on that sort of fun creative side. A lot of people know marketers as being, I'll say for lack of a better term, off the cuff. They're like very let's go, let's get it kind of thing. And some other times you're just like very mellow. I consider your energy, at least from when I met you yesterday, to be very positive, to be very uplifting. But also you can tell that you have sort of that extra gear whenever you're working. How was that like when you're growing up, knowing that you're on more of the creative side than the mathematics side, let's say? Well, I got in trouble in my classes a lot. Uh elementary school, high school, got called down to the principal a good amount of times. I just, I like to break the rules and, um, you know, it's not always good to be getting in trouble, but applying that to my career now, there's a lot of things that these large companies have just had set in their ways for such a long time and they just don't even question it. And when you question something, they're just like, well, uh, that's just how we've always done it and they don't want to break the rules. But something as stupid as, um, was the first hot dogger to have an official mustache in recent <laughs> history. They, we had this rule where you had to be a clean shaven, um, you know, kind of American look. But uh, our whole marketing thing right now is called Keep It Oscar. And it's about taking life less seriously. And uh, they say looking through the world through meat colored glasses. And uh, I said, you know what, I think a stupid goofy mustache just screams keep it Oscar, take life less seriously to me. And so although I would consider myself very driven in my career, I don't try to take myself too seriously. And at the end of the day, um, a job is a job, but you want to do something that you feel like you can really be yourself in. So you, you go through, go through internships, you go through this whole, like finding what you really want to do in your career. And, and I find it very unique because a hot dogger is a very competitive, a competitive position overall. Yeah. Uh, how'd you end up getting that position compared to thousands of other applicants? I think it was really just about being myself in the interview process. Um, 
one thing that was funny during my interviews was I had a whole bunch of different Zoom interviews for different um, job opportunities throughout my second semester of my senior year. And I would always cover up the posters in the back of my room with something more tame. I had picked, I had posters of like Snoop Dogg and Tupac and like all of my maybe more off the wall interests. And for the hot dog interviews, I said, you know what? No, I'm going to give them me. I'm going to give them 100% of me. And um, leading up to the final round interview, I actually took the Oscar Mayer jingle and I remixed it into a hip hop beat. <laughs> and I emailed it to them. It was like we had an information session the night before the final round. And one of the things they mentioned was like, make sure to get familiar with the jingle. I was like, oh, I'll get familiar. And I just got to work right after that. And I emailed it to them at like midnight the night before the interview. So then that morning, it was like the first thing that they saw in their inbox. And it just helped me start off the day hot. And I had also just been preparing a lot for um, other interviews. The Career Center here was amazing. I, get a, I have to give a shout out to Catherine Burroughs and Isaiah Young. They gave me countless mock interviews where I was able to hone my skills. So I felt like it was a good combination of preparing myself well for whatever questions they'd throw at me, but also completely unabashedly being myself. I mean, I talked about my spring break trip in the interview. I talked about most embarrassing moments and you really just have to give them all of you because they're trusting you to be the face of the brand and they want to know everything about who you are. If they're going to trust you with that $3 billion image. So you go through the interview process and they tell you, I believe that March is going to be like when you have to decide and you're a senior at this point, mm -hmm. you're like, I'm about to graduate. I have no offer. Like what is happening? What ended up happening when you got the position or if you got the position? Yeah, so I had been job searching for quite a while. The um, The impact of COVID on the job search was that the fall recruiting cycles, a lot of them just were not happening. And the consumer packaged goods companies and the agencies and the consulting companies that I was looking at, they typically recruited earlier in the fall and they just had not quite figured things out at that time with COVID just recently hitting. And so I was job searching from like August until February. And I felt like I had a pretty good resume coming out with a master's and um, having two or three internships already done at that time. But at that point, I was throwing everything at the wall to see what would stick. And that's what I thought this hot dogger position was, was me just kind of throwing something out there. All right, whatever, it's a job. And then I went to the information session they held and I was like, wait a minute, this is actually the coolest job ever. I'm dropping every other application and I'm going all out for this. Um, I found out that not only do you get to travel the country in the most iconic vehicle there is and see the world on the company's dollar, but it is also one of the most prestigious positions you can get. They call it a PR firm on wheels. Mm -hmm. And so um, in this job, I've been able to help generate over 3 billion media impressions from a team of 12, um, as well as appear in countless TV interviews, media interviews, and learn all there is about social media marketing and many other things. So finding out that not only was it super fun, but it was going to be a great piece to start my career off and help me get towards bigger and better things, um, I felt like it was the perfect opportunity. And that call when they offered you the, the job as a hot talker, you had something very interesting where you almost got psyched out during it, didn't you? Well, yes. Our boss, Ed, um, he gives us he gives me a call, and I was just walking home from class, and I was actually on my way to a networking call. And um, 
it was one of my mentors who I usually check in with when I'm making big decisions. And I got the call from my boss, Ed, and he goes, you know, we have a lot of talented candidates and we really had to cut some great people this year. Um, but you got the job. And I was looking at my friend and I was like, man, I didn't get it. And then all of a sudden he says, you got the job. And I was just like freaking out. And I was just like, oh my God, like so overwhelmed. I was like, okay, uh, send over the contract. I read through the details. Like, okay, bye. And I looked at my friend. I just said, I'm going to drive the weenie. <laughs> and I immediately went into that next hall with my mentor. I was like, yeah, I'm taking this job. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to get going. I got to call them back. That's, so that's awesome. Called so, them up. And I was like, I'm taking it. I mean, you can't believe like that kind of like series of events and how it came about <clears throat> when you look at it. So driving, you know, the winter mobile being a hot dogger is a year long contract, correct? Yep. Starts in June, ends in June. You do a lot of traveling. You travel all across the United States. I mean, you were talking about your West coast trip. Now you're down in the South. When you look at this, do you think it's probably the best position for you and your adventurous side to get to see the United States? Yeah, absolutely. I was planning on doing a kind of build your own study abroad my last semester of college. And I had these plans to go to Southeast Asia and travel all across Europe. And then when COVID hit, that all got dashed. And I got a, a semester on campus to just kind of soak in Tuscaloosa one last time. And I absolutely love that I got to spend those last moments with my friends but I still had that itch to go out and travel and explore the world. Mm -hmm. And so I just had this opportunity come across and it was like, do you want to spend every week in a new state, like exploring the country? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Other than Tuscaloosa, of course, what's been your favorite place to visit? Um, yeah. T-Town's been the best, right. well, but like I uh, say, we're very welcoming with open arms. People love it here, but I really loved going out to all the national parks I've been able to visit. Um, I made it, I got to drive the Wienermobile through Yellowstone. Everyone was freaking out and like honking at me everywhere I went. Um, I got to drive down the coast of California on Highway 1, which is always like a bucket list item for me. Um, I actually rented a car for that because of the hairpin turns. Mm -hmm. And my bucket list item was always drive up Highway 1 in a sports car. Okay. But when I was renting a car, it was 30 bucks for a normal car and like 300 for a sports car. So it's like, I'll just get a normal car. It'd still be fun. Yeah. And I got to the blast of music. You're all set. Yeah. I get to the dealership and uh, I was running a bit late and he said, I don't know if we have any cars left for you. And then a guy returned a Dodge Charger right at that time. So going from driving a 14,000 pound hot dog for three months and then getting in a Dodge Charger, I felt like I was flying. Mm -hmm. I was having the time of my life out there, like getting to check off one of my number one bucket list items. Um, and yeah, I love the West Coast like in its entirety. And uh, I believe we talked about this before, but Yosemite ended up being one of your favorite that you never got to go to because of timing. Yeah. That, that's got to kill you a little bit. You're just like, oh, it's so close, but I just can't get there. And luckily there's an opportunity that came up for you this coming summer, right? Yep. So I am looking to be a backpacking guide in Yosemite National Park. Um, it's this summer camp that has children there. And so I would be taking little kids out into Yosemite every single day, either going on day hikes or backpacking overnight. And uh, I explained this to my friends. I was like, I can't go straight back to a desk job after the Wienermobile. Like, this is just too fun. Got to keep the adventure going for a little bit. But then I told them that I'm going to be living in a wooden shack with no electricity, no air conditioning, no light bulbs. 
And uh, they were like, dude, no, you're going more extreme. Like, you're not transitioning back from Winterville. You're just going more extreme. Like, you're going off the grid for, like, two months right here. Like, yeah. What are you doing that for, man? We're that bad of friends? Yeah, so hopefully I can get some buddies out to come visit me. I can give them the VIP tour. Yeah, you're going to go to a little place like the back of your hand by the end of the summer. Exactly. And uh, looking past that, we talked about this before. The, the hot dogger position is a one-year contract, but you do have an opportunity to roll over possibly to Oscar Mayer or Kraft Heinz, which is the parent company. Would you see yourself ever doing that? Or is there some other project you really want to get your hands on? So um, I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Um, I love the attitude that Oscar Mayer has, especially with not taking things too seriously and just being a fun-loving brand. I mean, the Wienermobile is one of the things that companies are putting money into purely because it makes people happy. Um, so I wouldn't rule it out, but I do think that I might want to work for maybe a smaller company that has some kind of positive impact on the world, um, maybe like a certified B corporation where I know that even if I'm having a really tough day at work, I'm at least making a good impact. So uh, just for everyone who's listening, could you explain what a B Corp is versus a C Corp? So I just kind of started looking into this, but generally I think it just means that there is some kind of board of directors that looks over them and says, okay, like they are taking good sustainability practices. They are doing good things in the community. They're giving back donations and trying to make changes in the community. And so I think it's just generally a, a gold medal of you are doing good in the world. Yeah. And just to, for everyone to know, like it's definitely a newer uh, idea that's come about probably in the past 10, 15 years more. So it's when become more popular, but the first company to actually do it was Patagonia and they're the ones really push for sustainability, one in their clothing, but also in their company culture. So I think that idea and that kind of foresight is what very few people have, but I think that's awesome of you. Um, looking back at what Alabama did for you, obviously you worked in athletics, you had an internship in athletics, you got very involved on campus, and obviously the academics you did really well in. I mean, you started and program, you got through it in record time, as pretty much as fast as you can. What was the hardest class for you while you were here in school? hardest class for me i would say probably the first like three weeks of buster alloway's marketing analysis class for okay. masters i took that right at the beginning of my master's degree and so i was going from the last semester doing like introduction to marketing and then next thing i know i'm writing a 27 page single space report on marketing research and buster is like my favorite guy at this school like it was it was definitely difficult and he makes you work, but he is the type of professor that is not going to make you do something just as busy work. Like everything we did in that class had a purpose and we got to learn how to use Nielsen and other syndicated data um, companies like that. And I think it was a great experience for me. Now, when we look back at Alabama, obviously you were here for quite a long time comparatively to some other programs. You're very engaged. You're back here right now. Everything, everyone has a single memory that they look back on and say, that's what really made Alabama, Alabama for me. If it's mm. a previous generation, it's like a, a football game or, or maybe an honorary position that I got. What is that for you when you look back at your time in Alabama? I would say my favorite moment was the first ever event that I had set up for Be Positive. So I came in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, not really knowing what I was doing, and they just gave me full freedom. They said, Whatever event you can think up to try to raise some money and get awareness out, you go for it. And so I said, um, 
obviously Greek life is huge on this campus and I wanted to set up a sorority flag football tournament um, in the front yard of one of the fraternity houses. So I just started telling everyone I knew about this idea. I was telling my friends, tell them, tell their, tell your friends. And once I got like a house locked down and got some people to participate, I was able to get Raekwon Davis. Um, he was just sitting next to me in my English class at the time. And I was like, hey, man, like you're a really big name on the football team. Do you think that you could um, make it to the event and also like have us use your face and name in our advertising materials and he was so great about it he was like yeah man like no sweat off my back go ahead and um from talking to him and also getting the word out across all of the different like fraternity presence sorority presence i was able to get in touch with just by telling everyone about it um, by the time the event came we had a state news network there to cover this flag football tournament and we were able to raise over $2,000 and a couple of hours of just having fun. Mm -hmm. And um, that was something to me that was just so magical because um, I was able to use one of Alabama's most identifiable iconic pieces, its football team, um, to support something that is student run, the Be Positive Foundation. And being able to see students from all different parts of campus come together and um, try to make something out of nothing was just really great for me. And I do also want to emphasize, and this episode's going to come up after, obviously, you visit Alabama, but you're also reconnecting with that Be Positive uh, Foundation through sort of a charity drive tomorrow. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, I am very excited. Um, so I really wanted to find a way to incorporate the Wienermobile into an event with Be Positive. So tomorrow at my former fraternity house, Sigma Phi Epsilon, we are doing the SIGEP Sausage Shindig. From one to four, come by and uh, get yourself a hot dog. We're gonna be selling hot dogs to benefit Be Positive. Uh, I'm gonna be matching the first $200 in donations that students come by with. And uh, I really wanna try to get as many people on campus as possible. Myron Pope said he might come through our VPS student life. Dean Palin might be coming by, some of the ladies from the Career Center. So it should be a good time, and I'm hope, hoping we could get a big turnout and share the magic of the Wienermobile with everyone and hopefully get a lot of donations. Uh, so a great way of incorporating your position as well as you know funding a great cause. Uh, I really have like two more questions for you. I know obviously you have a very busy schedule, and it's been a long day for yourself. Looking towards the future, we talk about you having a lot of energy, a lot of creativity. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? You're asking a man that was applying to consulting companies and is now driving a hot dog. <laughs> I have no answer for that. Um, I, I think I definitely have a few just general guidelines as far as I'd love to be working on a company that has some kind of cause that they support. Um, I'd love to be doing some kind of creative work where I am maybe running my own advertising agency. Um, I do like to be entrepreneurial and kind of do my own thing because if you make the rules, you don't have to break them. But, um, you know, I just want to be doing something where I feel like I can really walk into work every day and be myself hundred uh, percent. I've been able to do that with this job. Um, it might not be as easy with the following jobs, but hopefully by the time a decade rolls around, I'll be back in that spot again. Now you graduated in a very tough time for a lot of graduates around your classes or even after it that COVID affected a lot of it. Interviewing virtually, this whole new dynamic. What's one piece of advice you have for the current generation of students that are going through undergrad and grad school right now? 
Mm. That's really good. I do feel bad for the kids that came into school during COVID and they just don't know what a traditional University of Alabama semester is like. Um, Luckily, they're starting to get back into in-person football games and things like that. Um, I guess if I had to give some advice, I would say the experience is what you make of it, no matter what the circumstances are. Um, I know like the hot doggers last year had a very different year from COVID. They couldn't do all the typical events that Wienermobile did, but they had one of the most fun years ever because they were just doing things like driving by the nursing home and waving and like giving the weenie whistles and stuff. And it's really just about adapting to the hand that you're dealt and making the most of it. I think you can have just as much fun and, you know, it might not be as much of, um, you know, that in-person communal feel that you might get on a typical Alabama semester, but you'll still be learning and you'll still be having fun. That's Brandon Mazzafaro, hot dogger for Oscar Mayer. And thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're not a subscriber, do subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College of Business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide. <laughs>